You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Police box? What on earth is he doing here? These things are usually on the street. Feel it. Feel it, you feel it? It's a faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Who are you? (laughs) I'm glad you asked that again. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Now please, get off this planet while you still have a choice. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right folks, we are here to finish up our E-Space trilogy and talk about Warrior's Gate. And, you know, there's nothing really great to talk about with Warrior's Gate, but it'll be interesting to see what the rest of these fine folks who are joining us tonight to talk about Warrior's Gate. First, we have, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy, Warrior's Gate. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Warrior's Gate. <laughs> just, just peachy keen, Warrior's Gate. <laughs> and, of course, we have Mary Ogle, Warrior's Gate. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here, Warriors Gate. <laughs> and we have also joining us once again, Michael Faulkner, Warriors Gate. Hello, hello once again, Warriors Gate. <laughs> we want to let everybody know what episode we're talking about, Warriors Gate. So it's pretty <laughs> awesome. You know, there's some things like, you know, subliminal messages that could be going on here, Warriors Gate. So I don't know. We're just doing our best, Warriors Gate, to to relive the experience of watching this fine serial, Warriors Gate. Yeah, it was actually kind of sad to see Romana and K Nine leave Warriors Gate. <laughs> that uh, yeah, sure. I don't know how long we can go with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are shutting off our podcast this week. Exactly. Good night, everybody. Warriors Gate. <laughs> but wait, I just have one question. Which, which, which episode are we talking about? I don't remember. It's something I'm trying to block from my memory. Warriors Gate. <laughs> Keep her tracking. That's <laughs> so, yes. And of course, we want to hear from you guys at home what you thought of Warriors Gate. So please <laughs> write us at eswpodcast at gmail.com. Warriors Gate. and of course we also want to give a huge shout out and thank you for everyone over on our patreon because they have been helping support us do wonderful podcasts like this warrior skate and it's just great to be able to give you guys 48 hours in advance great episodes like this warrior skate for our subscribers for as little as 25 cents a week you can help support the ESO network financially and you know and we help like giving you guys rewards like warrior skate so you know it's I think, awesome i think i think we're losing patrons like as, <laughs> as we speak <laughs> yeah just 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 don't put this one on the pedestal of things you should just you know expect out of patreon warrior skate <laughs> no i would never do that to our wonderful subscribers i would never torture them with warrior skate <laughs> 
So it's just, it's great. So, you know, you can help support us and there's three tiers. Uh, there's the, the dollar tier, there's the $5 tier and then there's the $10 tier right now of uh, the $5 and $10 tiers get podcasts, uh, by our different podcasters. And they also get, of course, Earth Station One, Earth Station Who, and the Dragon Con report 48 hours before the rest of the general public. But if you do go to the dollar level, you know, everyone can afford just whatever they can afford. And everything is so appreciated, Warriors Gate, that we really do, you know, we're giving you guys a brand new podcast monthly called the ESO Network Riffs. And we promise not to ever talk about Warriors Gate on that podcast. So, it's pretty darn awesome. We um, have available for everyone uh, the 1989 Batman that we did a couple weeks back. But in two weeks, we're going to be recording our second episode of it, and it's going to be available to all patrons. And it is going to be Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Warrior's Gate. So it should be a lot of fun. And, you know, if you, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network and... Just sign up and you can get exclusive material too. And we actually have a couple Dragon Con panels that are going to be going up there in the next couple of weeks, including the panel of mics. So I think and that's- this week we're starting a fourth tier, which is the Warriors Gate tier, which uh, for, <laughs> for a specific amount of money, uh, we haven't decided yet. We we'll stop saying Warriors, Warriors Gate. Exactly. So. <laughs> We're also trying to pad time because my mom always used to tell me if you can't say something nice about someone or something, don't talk about it. So that's why we're always saying Warriors Gate because wow. <laughs> so might as well jump in with both feet. There is no new Doctor Who news. So let there us. Are some, there is some sad Doctor Who related news. I was going to talk about that at the end of the episode. Ah, you're going to end on a bad note. Well, wait a minute. We're talking about Warriors Gate, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just I thought, starting off bad, going downhill. Exactly. Talking I, I about Concave yeah. was going to be a little bit of an uphill thing, you know, <laughs> and an upper upkeep because thinking oh. about how bad this episode was. Oh boy! So let's jump in uh, with both feet and let's talk all about the end of the E Space trilogy, Warriors Gate. And we are going back now to January 3rd to the 24th of 1981. Wow, that's going back quite a bit. And this is the truthfully the beginning of the end for tom even because you did say bye to romana and k9 but tom and adric go back to regular space at the end of this episode they go into keeper track and, and then go into logopolis so these are tom's final three stories literally so yeah well warrior's gate i think everyone was probably pretty happy to get out of there oh you think <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a green screen special, you know? Sure. <laughs> well, they save on sets for part of it. Well, it's kind of funny, though, because in, in all seriousness, we had talked about how Full Circle was Creature from the Black Lagoon. 
Then you had vampires in State of Decay. So this one you had werewolf dogmen, lion people. Lion. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Our room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, maybe, maybe the only good thing we could say was the lion men makeup. Oh, wait. Yeah. No. I mean, usually at least there's something. <laughs> this story just didn't even, it made sense less this time watching it than when I was 13 <laughs> watching it the first time. The the biggest thing this one had going for me was that the, uh, the crew, you could tell from the very beginning of this one with the the uh, the Kilroy was here graffiti and they're playing cards and not caring about a thing. You know, they they're uh, it was it was that sense of authenticity because I knew guys like this in the Navy. I knew like this entire crew when I was in the submarine force. <laughs> so for me, I was just like, yeah, I can sympathize being out in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do. I, I also think certainly the way it begins, it's one of the most stylized uh, episodes or stories I've ever seen of Doctor Who. Um, the the start of it, the long shot um, of the, the ships uh, going from like room to room, seeing the um, graffiti on the walls and, and just creating that atmosphere. I was like, wow, I've, I don't, I'm trying to think of a time when I saw like an episode of Doctor Who where they did like some sort of extended tracking shot, and I was like, "This is, this is pretty amazing." Um, and it it does a really good job at the beginning of it uh, to set the mood, and yeah, it quickly falls apart. <laughs> but um, but I did think that uh, directing wise, that uh, Paul Joyce had 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 tried his best to 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 make this, uh, to shine this turd up real good, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> he tried. Yeah, he is actually the one thing that that was not as bad, we'll say. Uh, and yeah, that was a kind of a nice, long, esta- establishing shot, except it, like, kept getting, kept getting more and more obvious they were just, like, using an abandoned building or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> oh, very much so. trying by the end of it. You have like really different angles uh, throughout, especially in the first episode. And then as we go on, we do see some, you know, some, some shaky cam stuff. I mean, it does seem like, um, like I said, stylistically, this show was taking chances that like I hadn't seen before. Usually it's just kind of like flat static camera shots. No, they must've gotten a new special effects machine or something that they wanted to play with at the BBC. <laughs> said, just give it to Doctor Who. They'll do something with it. So they'd use the multiple images of the lion men or they gave, you know, the green screen. And so everything was, you know, basically codochromed in. And it, it was really bad all the way back to when the TARDIS was leaving at the end. And Romana and the lion men were like looking up. There goes the doctor. It's like, oh, God. Well, there were some things that I saw, like, like there was the, the initially the images were Tom's walking in, in black and white photos behind him, like looked really cool. Like I thought some of that looked like pretty awesome actually. Um, and uh, I actually thought the gate itself looked pretty cool um, artistically. So I, I did like elements of this. I can't say that it was, that was all bad. Um, but 
Um, that's why I mean, stylistically and directing wise, I think that there was some really nice, th- nice touches here, but by God, story wise. Yeah, this is, this is really bad. Like <laughs> this is the first time I'd seen this one. All right. So, um, Oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. Well, and I, and I had <laughs> known that, you know, Tom's last year was pretty rough. Quite frankly, I didn't think there was going to be anything rougher than leisure high. Uh, uh, hold my beer. Hold on. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Warriors Gate says, "Hold my beer." Like I was like, "Wow!" Like, yeah, this is. Ooh. This makes worst. Warriors Gate makes Leisure Hive look like a masterpiece, and you haven't even seen the one with the giant cactus yet. <laughs> the uh, I you know, and I you know, I'm just looking. I was I was struggling, you know, through this whole thing, looking for something to kind of grasp and hold on to but i just i just couldn't um um watching even the uh the bonus material on the disc you know where they talk about the making of it and everything like that i mean obviously there was issues and i i have to unequivocally i think that's the word i'm looking for like state now that uh, i don't think he's a bad guy but I, I just think that myself and script editor Stephen Bidmead are just two completely different people. Like, like a lot of times if he says something in the behind the scenes, like, this is really cool, this is really intense, I want to develop this, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to like this. Yeah, I don't know how John Nathan Turner survived his first season with how bad these stories were. Truthfully. Yeah. Well, he's got a lot of badness later on, too. Oh, he does. He does. Oh, yes. But like, the, this is, but the yeah. thing is, can you imagine how you see how much Chris Chibnall is getting torn apart because of this last season of Doctor Who? Look at, you know, what John Nathan Turner did, you know, his first season of Doctor Who, too, with Tom. These were these make the stories we watched, um, you know, with the current series look like look awesome. They made sense compared to this. I mean, the current series was way better. Than yeah, this. exactly. Yes, yes. And, that, you know, that's saying, I mean, like, look, I mean, Tom's in it. Uh, Lala's in it. Um, so, I mean, it should have that going for it, right? But, uh, whew, they can't they even. They can't save it. No, they can't. They can't. And they, they, what's what's worse is they don't even try. Like, no. Like, no, they oh, don't. No, they've given up. Everybody's, you can tell everybody's given up. Yeah, I think they're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, hell, yeah, we- by the fourth episode when they brought in that stupid machine to fire on the Warriors Gate, that, you know, it felt like they got it from some prop room or something. Don't we have something left over from the Cybermen story in 1966? <laughs> there was, however. I'm trying to think of the actual like scene. There's a shot of Tom and I think it's uh, uh, the fourth doctor where I think it's when uh, he first encounters the, uh, the, the ship crew when they come to the gate and he's there. And after he's sort of, you know, wrestled with the robots and whatever the knights, and he's talking to them and he he looks like he's he looks like the way it's shot he looks really tall and ominous and and that's the first time i can ever remember 
like the fourth doctor looking that way. Like he, I, I really got a phantom stranger vibe from him for those people who are familiar with DC comics. Um, like he just seemed like the, or even like the shadow this, with the scarf and everything. Yeah. Like the Pope guy, the shadow, like it really seemed, I don't know. Did, is it, am I the only one to have noticed that? Crickets. Yes, I guess I was. Yeah, so, sorry. yeah, <laughs> I mean, it only, it yeah. only lasted like 30 seconds. Uh, so it wasn't like a big deal. That's how desperate I was to grab onto something in this. But um, uh, no, I mean, I just thought, because like, Tom usually doesn't get, I mean, he's abrasive at times. But, uh, you know, it, it, you but don't see not. moments, you don't see very many moments with the fourth doctor where he's pulling, like what, what happens later with, uh, much That's later, like in New Who. Where he, yeah, with Sylvester a little bit, and then later with New Who, where they're kind of like, you know, like this is your one chance, or I get, I, you know, and oh, and, David did it perfectly. Yes, that. David did a great job, and some of the later ones do too, but uh, you don't see that from the early Doctors that much. And I got the sense of Tom like tapping into that for one brief second in this, and I was like, man, that would have been cool, but yeah, yeah, and there was just nothing likable about any of the characters in this story. And I'm going to go out and say the doctor was the doctor. Romana was Romana. K9 was backwards, you know, and Adric was a waste. Yeah. (laughs) At least Adric wasn't in a lot. That what he was in was really annoying. I mean, really, really annoying. annoying. Yeah. He was one of the worst parts about this. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, Adric was not the worst thing about this. I did not say he was the worst. I said okay. he was one of the okay. worst. No, I agree. Not, not the worst. You know, it's a really low bar when Adric right. isn't the when worst Adric thing in this episode. The but yeah, I mean, it's just this, this, as far as the story goes, it's same old, same old. It's, you know, the evil of apathy and bureaucracy and characters are very one note Mm -hmm. they got they did touch on slavery a little bit and using i mean they touched on it but they don't explore it no not at all and then we get into i mean there's the twist with the lion men was just very clumsily done i mean that they had been the oppressors and then turned into the oppressed well that's an interesting theme to explore but they didn't go anywhere with it exactly and and the way they portray, the way they portrayed them going through the mirror and back in time was just time was very convoluted and I mean I liked the idea of them playing with time but they did not do it in a good way. No, it would have been like at at one point I think I was wondering if what the what we saw was the past was really the future, and and maybe it was circular like maybe it was both and I was like wow that's a pretty cool concept but. They didn't explore that. That just, that came from me. Like I was like, oh, okay. They're not. That's not what's happening here at all. This is just really sloppily done. And, and I was really surprised about even how the the regular cast seemed to be completely off. I mean, like you can tell the the behind the scenes tensions between Lala Ward and Tom Baker are are at an all time high with this farewell. I mean, Doctor Who does not do farewells for companions well at all, but. Those two were downright frosty. I, I don't think there's you know? a scene where they look each other in the eyes at all. No, in the no. Whole thing. Hell, the go- yeah. goodbye then, on this was like one of the weirdest ever. You know, yeah, out of um, nowhere. I'm staying then, with them, Doctor. What? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I got flashbacks to when Lila left. I was like, no, I'm staying. I'm falling in love with it. What? Like, I just like, what? Yeah, I expected her to grab the lion man's hand or something. <laughs> Beer <laughs> Rock is like, yeah, we 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 need a time lord. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Where was this established? Nowhere. Yeah, nothing's established uh, in the story, and it's all it's like a monotone. Like yeah. in the background, and, and then. To- <laughs> And then to make matters worse, I know you're, they're trying to, to send Lala Ward's character off, you know, send Ramana off and bring Adric in to start a new set of companions. But seriously, he, he starts this episode by just reaching over and start fiddling the controls when he shouldn't be able to fly the TARS to begin with. And then it, it was a, a personal hit against me when they're out in the middle of whatever the space is, the zero space. And K9 fritzes out and he's just like, whatever, and walks away. Like, dude, you go back for that dog. <laughs> the uh I will also, you know, I'm trying to trying to like just pan for gold here. Um, or even like copper at this point. Um, but I did think there there was a scene where uh where uh Romana greets the uh, ship crew when they first approach the TARDIS. And she uh, greets them and she sort of playfully like is, is, is sort of trying to get information out of them while not giving them anything and like letting, like not answering any of their questions and all that. And I did think that she was really good in that. Like she didn't, she doesn't mm-hmm. get a chance to do that very often. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah, she was really. This good. is like this is one of my I, I, that might be one of my favorite Romana scenes, at least Lala's Romana scenes. Yeah, uh, because scene. I, I thought she's like, wow, she's she's really competent here. And then not you know not, but you know a little while later she's she gives the biggest scream that I've ever seen her give. I'm like, oh yay, she's reduced to a screaming companion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Or or as you saw at the near the end as they're trying to solve the. You know, defeat the captain and everything. She she goes to the defense of beating him with a clipboard. <laughs> right. As you do. Yeah. Right. You know, of course. I don't know. You know, what do you think of doing, you know, beating up somebody with a clipboard? Well, there's a manager or two. No, never mind. Never mind. I won't get into that. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, there was just nothing great about this. It's like, well, that's two hours of my life I won't get back. <laughs> Yeah, it dragged. Man. Yes. It just, are you sure it wasn't about five or six hours? Because it just. Yeah, went there's a, that, that's why we didn't at the beginning of this episode give a spoiler warning because there are no, there's no way we could spoil it. Spoil. It. spoil it. <laughs> um, it just, as a matter of fact, we're doing you a favor. If you haven't seen it, like just listen to us talk about yeah, it. You're, you that, that, you've saved yourself a lot of trouble. Yeah. We, we didn't do a spoiler warning, but we did definitely do a Warriors Gate <laughs> <Yes>. warning. <laughs> Warriors. Yeah, that's what we need. Oh, warning, <laughs> do not watch Warriors Gate. I mean, I'm not even sure why the robots were there. I mean, the Gundan, Gundan style. They didn't... <laughs> <laughs> they did not serve much of a purpose story-wise. They dumped some clumsy exposition on us. That's all they did. <laughs> that was the only reason they were there. They moved, I think, in slow motion. So anyone could have gotten away from them. They were supposed to be the scourge that, you know, took over the, the oppressors, the lion men, and enslaved them. And yeah, they were not menacing at all. I don't know when that one took it, off. It made me laugh. 
It was kind of rough how they woke the the lion men, though, by electrocuting them, basically. In front. Oh man, uh, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah, that's grim. <laughs> they showed them being tortured and being slaughtered, and in, in a pretty nasty way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why? There wasn't, like I said, it's like those two soldiers or whatever, the maintenance guys, like, uh, we got something else to do. You do this. And it's like, okay. And then just the frying and the screaming, it was just like, they have to do that to each and every one of them. Jesus. And they they did it without a thought. (laughs) They're like, they didn't even, nobody protested. (sighs) Well, that was, that got into the whole slavery thing because that's what it used to be. You know, they were not on the same level as those people. Well, to be fair, like the two maintenance guys, uh, you know, that we do see the, um, you know, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the episode. Um, the, uh, they, uh, they, like one of them does like leave and says, I can't, I can't take this. I can't. Yeah, but that, that almost to me makes it worse. Because yeah. Yeah. No, no, I get it. But they were just, they were just apathetic. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, yeah. they couldn't, they, they didn't seem to be, um, uh, ashamed of what they were doing. They just seemed like it was just making them nauseous. Yeah. I mean, and, and the more, the more of them that survive, the more of the, the cat people that survive, the better their pay is at the end of the day. Yeah. They established that in the first 10 minutes. So it's to me, it felt like they were not, not necessarily apathetic. It was just like, we do what we need to do. Cause I'm getting paid at the end of this. And that, that made them even worse in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. When they all go up at the end, I mean, nobody, we don't really care. <laughs> no, not at all. It's like, um, they left, they died. Boo. Boo hoo. When they go up in, in a back blast, I'm like, really? That, is that, that a term is... we want to use? Is that like a real term? I don't think so. Like that seems no. like a pretty bad term. You know, I'm glad Darren's not on the show tonight, like last night, because he would have had a lot of fun with that term. Somebody should have. There's a talk. There's a Taco Bell joke. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to make that run for the border. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the best part of the episode is when the ship blows up and everybody dies. Yep, good. No loss there. Yeah, so it's uh, it, even though it comes as a surprise because story wise and character wise, it comes out of nowhere. I, I certainly don't blame Romana for being like, "Yeah, check, please. I'm done. Like this yes. is this is the breaking point. This is this yes. is where I'm like, I'm done." I wasn't sad to see K nine go. I really wasn't because it just looked like, okay, how could K nine break down in this storyline? Yeah, well, that's all he was doing in the last few stories. Oh yeah. It was just annoying. Yeah. And they were just like lifting him like he was a lunchbox. Yeah. yeah. I was like, they're just like, everyone, they just pick him up. like. And they were tossing him a lot around. <laughs> yeah. So much for establishing he's this heavy mechanical thing. I mean, they weren't even trying. That's the thing about no. this episode. <laughs> nobody, I mean, I think the poor director was trying. But nobody else was. Yeah, I think everybody else was clocking out. It almost felt like we should be hearing the doors, the end, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone someone was waiting to knock th- four times. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, 
it it just was a really bad story and there's no way I could even recommend this to anybody. No. No, this no, is no, no. this is about as bad as it gets. Yeah. Um and that's unfortunate. I mean, I you know, and I guess, you know, talking about the E, you know, E Space trilogy as a whole. Um uh, I, I didn't think that the first two episodes were horrible. As a matter of fact, like I said, I liked last week. So the last one we did, the, the second one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, ooh, it just ends on a stinker. And I don't think they ever really gave us a really cool explanation of what E-Space was as opposed to N-Space. I guess that stands for normal space. Yeah, I know. It was kind yeah. of like crazy. Like N space, yeah, E space. Yeah. yeah, like I'm like those are random letters. Yeah, and you know I'm not shocked that you know Adric didn't care if he went back to his people. He saw how he reacted when his brother died. So yeah, yeah, I think Adric's a bit of a sociopath. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we do get a little bit of douchebag. Uh, Edric in this, which is cool. But he's not vampiric, but there are points where he's like, why do we care? Why don't we just leave? And mm-hmm. uh, it's a good question at this point. It's like, really? Why don't we just leave? Exactly. We can make it back to normal space. Why not go? You know, we're stuck in between. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't want to go down this path anymore. <laughs> Any any final <laughs> thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one? Um, the episode sucked. <laughs> Mary summed it up perfectly. All right. Uh, so, um, not not to do with this story, but I am curious because I do not. I'm not familiar enough with the, you know, the expanded universe, the the big finish enough to know. I do know that in big finish, uh, Romana becomes uh, president of Gallifrey. Does anybody know how she gets there from here? And the crickets hit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't an, know. Yeah, she, do they, do they even acknowledge that this happens? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Is there one where she becomes president of Gallifrey? Cause I've never. Yeah. And actually what, uh, then she regenerates into, was her name? Julia. Well, yeah, because I mean, I, I, I know, know, Harry, I know, you, I know she is, she is in some of them, but I just, I can't, what's, do you know the name of the one where she becomes? That's president? the thing. I don't know how she becomes president because like the only one that I've, I've personally listened to where she's president is when we listen to the, uh, eighth doctor version of Shada. Like she's, uh, right. she's some other ones. She, if the, if the internet is to be believed, um, <laughs> oh, she left. Right, uh, she left E space and returned to N space in in Blood Harvest, the one of the books, and then her ascendancy was in something called Goth Opera or Happy Endings, one of those two novels. Okay, I wondered if it actually started in the books. I don't know, but they they are acknowledging E space even further because I guess they're doing some some filler stuff here in the future with, with uh big finish and they're bringing back Tom and Lala and, and you know, everybody to, to fill their roles again oh, and do an e-space story. With oh Adric? joy. Like well, more stories. Yeah. Even with Adric. Yeah. Could perhaps understand the, the want to do it. 
I, I don't because know. Because people just, demanded it. I just read the news. So maybe this one will be the one with Frankenstein's monster in it, right? Because of its overwhelming popularity. I, uh, oh, ouch. I, yeah. yeah, no, I can't, I can't co-sign on that. I, I feel less uh, excited to listen to those. Well, I could tell you we won't be doing reviews real quickly for that with uh, on the podcast. Well, maybe right before we do Trial of the Time Lord, we'll go there. Right. I I also, um, although you know, it's kind of a cute comment when the Fourth Doctor says you were the noblest Romana of all. I thought, well, screw you, Mary was cool. Like, I was like yeah, don't diss Mary Tam. She was pretty awesome. I mean, maybe she wasn't quote unquote noble, but I don't know. I also really dug uh, Lala's outfit in this one. Oh, the red top and the uh... well, just the the uh, Asian influence that she was wearing. Uh, man, she can. And there's a there is a. Uh, I was thinking about this even before, but there there's a featurette on the DVD about uh, her costumes over the, her her tenure as uh, Romana. But uh, Lala had some pretty interesting outfits throughout her run uh, from schoolgirl to like pink doctor, you know, jacket with scarf look to like all sorts of things. And uh, she always made them work. Uh, she's, you know, she just, uh, she just has that, Lala has that like schoolgirl, like kind of like sc- girl next door that she can sort of pull off like like model stuff too. So um, she looked really comfortable. Let's put it that way. That's fair. That is definitely fair. All right. Before we get into become a fashion podcast, let's go ahead and rate this. One out of five TARDISes. This is going to be an interesting one, folks. Michael Faulkner, you get to go first. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, so this is a really interesting, interesting story here. Because, like, when I first reviewed this for the Timestamps Project, I focused a lot more on the philosophical nature of it and the 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 feeling that I got from the crew, the the atmosphere of it, and then you know, kind of giving them the props for okay, you tried, you tried with the slavery thing, you tried with with all this other stuff, you even tried to make a mind bendy, twisty, time travelly thing, and I gave it a four then. And I think it was because I rounded wow. up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Were you like out of 10? No, no. Out of a hundred. I'm looking back on that now and I'm thinking, what, what was I on? Were you on like, like cold medicine or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, I'm looking at it now and I, I almost fell asleep a few times watching it for this, this discussion we're having. I like, I, I don't know what I saw in it then. Um, I'm going to level out with the 2.75 and that's being generous. Wow. Okay. Mike Gordon. Who I, I can't go above a a one on this one. I just can't, I don't care if I ever, if I never see it again. Um, uh, I will give it one simply because, uh, Tom and Lala are in it. And, uh, I will give it a one based on, the uh, directing uh, style uh, that uh, of some of the, the shots that I have really enjoyed, and uh, that scene with Romana that I liked a lot, and that's it. 
that's a that's yeah that's pretty bad um um you know so a lot of listeners will probably be wondering well mike what do you think is it better than ghostlight Ooh, that's yes a tough call. yes yes <laughs> um but i i i i do think that it is it is worse than ghostlight oh so Ooh. um uh, oh. I will put Ghostlight above this one because I think I gave Ghostlight a two. I think you did. Um, the only other one I can think of that I that I tore apart that I didn't like it, like as far as the whole run of Doctor Who, was was it, it was that Mel episode, right? Uh, no, no, the Which one with one? the Ronnie. Oh, time in the Ronnie. Yeah, where I fell asleep oh. when we were watching it, like multiple <laughs> times. Um, and that one was better than this. Like, this is just, yeah, this is, this is, this is a one. Okay. Mary. Oh boy. I I think I'm going to give it a 1.5 and that is being extremely generous according to me. Um, why are you all being generous? Yeah, mostly, mostly because I think the director was trying so hard, and I feel bad for him. And that one scene with Romana and the guards. Um, but it's you know most of it's just monotone and annoying, and an extremely clumsy story, and uh, and bad acting. Bad in the sense that they're not trying; that they're just sort of walking through it. And I mean, nobody is trying. So. It is, it's a slog to get through this. I mean, boy, I was really forcing myself to watch this thing. Um, so, yeah, I can't, I, boy, that extra 0.5 is me just being a nice person. Because <laughs> it's pretty bad, people. I don't recommend it at all, I have to say. Awesome. This is tough for me because I always say, even bad Doctor Who is better than pretty much anything else out there until this episode. <laughs> so I always say I'm never really going to go below a three. I'm going to have to be on Mary's level and go down to a 1.5 Ooh. and oh. say it is even worse than I remember. And they should be ashamed of doing this story, especially when it's a farewell to a companion and a good companion at that. Yeah. She really did not get what she deserved. No, not at all. So I think, you know, they should be ashamed of themselves and I'm glad I don't probably ever have to see this one again, unless there's a circle of hell that you have to continuously watch it. (laughs) Or something like that. It's not good. This is where you go. <laughs> I know. I'm in trouble, I guess. If I go to the afterlife and it says, now playing Warrior's Gate. And nothing else. <laughs> exactly. Until, yeah, you have this, until Ghostlight comes back, Mike. You have this complete, you have this huge library of DVDs and Blu-rays, and they're all Warrior's Gate. Yeah, but, you switch on the TV, and every channel is War, Warrior's Gate. Warrior's Gate. You, you have to walk through a mirror to get into that level of hell. And it's just a giant sign. Warrior's Gate, welcome. Backwards. <laughs> right. There's a cat sitting there waiting for you. Wow. Wow. Yeah, this, this is the type of episode where I actually, I'm angry when I think about it because it was so bad. 
And it was after the first one, I'm like, yeah, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But then as it went along, man, (laughs) wow. It's um, Doctor Who, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yes, truly. Speaking of, uh, we're done with that. So let's go on to some sad news, (laughs) but makes us feel a little bit better. So uh, basically, we got some really sad news about Concaster Burris this last week. Uh, Because of health issues with some of the staff and the people running the show, they have decided to cancel the show for 2019. And it's just kind of sad because we were planning on being there as our station who, and we had already lined up a couple of interviews and I was actually really looking forward to meeting the guest of honor, Sean Pertwee. So Bonnie and her crew have always been really good to the folks at her station who, and you know, Matthew and then the rest, they always did were very attentive, very welcoming. And this would have been our fifth year attending. So we just found out earlier this week. So Sadly enough, there is no Comcast or Burris this year. So literally, and it's, it's and as, as much as it, it pains us not to go because it really is painful and, and it sucks. Um, I think it's also important to notice that, you know, what Bonnie and uh, is going through and everything like that, we wish her nothing but like the best because what, what she's been going through has been really tough personally. And it was just impossible for her to, put on a convention as well and uh so um you know hopefully that she can get through it okay and uh we you know we're all here for her if she needs us mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll come back in 2020 the sad thing is once you stop doing a con it's kind of hard to get back in in a lot of ways but i know if anybody can do it they can yeah, and they were they were being very forthright about the uh, the reasoning for it. They were being upfront about all the you know there was nothing hidden there, and and you know I've I have never attended that show, but just reading that news and seeing her statements, you know I I, I fall in the same boat with you guys. You know it's it's tough stuff to to have to deal with all that, and uh, I'm glad they're handling it the best way, the way they can, and I'm glad they're looking to the future and saying you know if the time comes again and we can do this, we're on, but we need to take care of ourselves first. Exactly. And that's what you need to do. Take care of yourselves. And, you know, that's one of the big things that you should always pay attention to is your health and your mental health, your physical health and those around you and take it all into effect. So Con K will be missed this year, but hopefully they'll be back and we will be there right by their side, no matter when or why or station who will be there. All right. That means that the uh the you know the the big the big uh southeast doctor who convention is Hulanta which will be its last so uh yeah some pretty some pretty bittersweet doctor who conventioning this this summer <laughs> dragon con you better pick up the slack i want to see three doctors there this year <laughs> you know what they're going to do they're going to bring back the entire cast of warriors gate Yes, Warriors, yes Gate. Warriors Gate reunion. Woo-hoo! We're all dressing up as lion men. <laughs> yeah, how how long does that cosplay take to put together? I've got a, f- a few days left, right? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. 
<laughs> on that note, let's wrap up this episode. Thank everybody for being here. Mike Faulkner, thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me one more time for, for the eSpace trilogy. I appreciate it. Yes, thanks for joining us in eSpace. I guess we'll call this uh, Faulkner Space. Exactly. Ooh. Why, don't, why don't we just call it Mike Space? No, no, because that's, yeah. There's three of us. It should be Mike Space. It's M Space. Yeah, M Space. We're all M's. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Look, I'm not like I'm not as much as I like Lala Ward. I'm not sticking around with Romana here. I'm going back to N Space. (laughs) (laughs) Screw him. I'm going to N. He's going to be Mike Faber from now on, or Mike Gordon, Nike, Nike Faulkner. (laughs) Just do it. Exactly. Well, it's better than Nary Ogle. (laughs) 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 Boy, okay. Uh, Mike, thank you, my friend. And anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, the the, uh, the timestamps project is still ongoing. Um, as we are discussing here, I'm just about ready to publish uh, "Fear Her" from the second season of the New Who era. It's with the Tenth Doctor. I'm um, sorry. And well, the, the good news for "Fear Her" is that I'm right around the corner from you know, uh, was it Doomsday and Army of Ghosts? So, oh, such goodness, such yeah. goodness. That is that is a good set of episodes, and it does mean farewell to Rose, which I know that you appreciate. So, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, faux farewell yeah. to Rose. I mean, I mean, until they give her an, a, a a doctor to play with, a, a meta doctor or whatever it is, but that's down the road. <laughs> well, every season they when they say, "I wonder what's going to be happening." I hear Rose is going to be coming back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Most of, uh, almost all of my Tom Baker DVDs must have been published around the same time because they all start with that uh, trailer for the uh, um, season of uh, the Tenth Doctor with Donna in it, and so I see that trailer over and over. Like I saw it, like you know, for the last three episodes that we did uh, eSpace because it's like that trailer one. Like I just see that trailer a lot, and it's. It's a well-put-together trailer, but yes, we do see all the companions, including Rose. Yes, I know. (laughs) And Mary, thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think. (laughs) Warriors Gate. So anything you got to promote, Warriors Gate? Uh, You can find me at uh, maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Warriors Gate. Boom, she threw down her hat. That's it. And Mr. Mike, thank you, my friend. As always, even now, it's my pleasure. This just proves the adage that no matter how good or bad the episodes of Doctor Who can be, uh, it's always fun talking to you guys about it. So true. So, so true. And it is great talking to you guys. I just like talking to you folks, which is good. And, you know, as a little bit of a reminder, three of us here on the podcast tonight will be at the South Carolina Comic Con this weekend. We will be doing a couple panels and no Warriors Gate mentioned (laughs) at that con. Is that a special announcement? (laughs) No. Warriors Gate panel. Uh, Yes. We're talking all about Warriors Gate. Please come on, (laughs) come to the uh, Greenville Convention Center. March 28th at 10 p.m. 
to see us talk about Warriors Gate. As lions. Exactly. And make sure you come dressed as a lion. (laughs) Now you say that. There are fans of the East Bay's trilogy. They're going to be out there waiting for us, knocking on the door. Where's Mike, Mike, and Mike? We're going to talk about about East Bay's and and Warriors Gate, and they're not here. That's it. If there are fans of East Bay's, they're going to be there. They're going to be wanting to see us because they want to throw rocks at us. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. That, or they'll be throwing canines at us. <laughs> well, apparently he only weighs about five ounces. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> so it's not so, so bad. But yeah, if you're in Greenville this weekend, which is the 9th and 10th of March, please stop by. We'll have, t- Mike and I have tables, table 524 and 525. Mike will be there with Tiki Zombie and we'll be there with the ESO Network. So definitely come by tell us your favorite doctor who episode and if it was warrior's gate you're so so sorry (laughs) so definitely check us out we will be back again in two weeks when we are going to be talking all about the first doctor that's right we are going to be talking all about the war machines so it should be a lot of fun to do and i think is that the storyline i think that introduces ben and polly to Doctor Who. I, I think so. So that's kind of cool because that's the beginning of the end for the first Doctor. So, because that's his last two companions. So, pretty cool stuff. And, you know, definitely, hopefully, you guys enjoyed us talking Warriors Gate tonight. We will see you here next time on the Earth Station Who podcast. Peace. And we're done. Boom. Warriors Yay. Gate. Ta da. Wouldn't it suck if I didn't hit record? No. (laughs) No, no. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Are you looking for a podcast that's a little bit out of the ordinary, a little bit crazy, and a little bit on the rambunctious side? Well, if I got something for you, it's called Vitamin Geek Podcast. My name's Corey Keelan. I'm the host and creator of Vitamin Geek Podcast, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my show. Each episode, I'm coming to you with whatever I think is important at the time. Maybe it's a new movie. Maybe it's a comic book. Maybe it's horror. Maybe it's drag queens. Who knows? I love to talk, and I'd just love to get you guys involved in the conversation. I invite you all to check out my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Vitamin Geek Podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. So please join me and check us out here, Vitamin Geek Podcast, here on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.